And uh, we're live, at least on YouTube right now. We might be live on Rockfin. I'm not sure. Stella, I see you in the chats on YouTube. Are you still there? Because if you are still there, I figured I could use this time to test our audio with somebody who's listening on the other side, since I can't yeah. do it within the thing. She might not be there yet. Because, no. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to just go with it. Okay. And uh, there we are. There we go. There's that little red button right there. And all right, we're live on Rockfin, live on YouTube, live on Rumble, I believe, and streaming to Twitter as well. Let's let's uh, open up the show up. So Trump autographs boobs while Biden proves to be one. And Zelensky's exemption. This is the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Joining me today, Ian Covell. Ian, thank you for joining me today. How, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Good. man. You drove your Trans Am to the to this show. I always, I always dr- I'm, I'm in a hurry, so I yeah. always take the Trans Am. Yeah. What uh, is it? A they than they than? Like, yeah. I don't know how to talk about cars like that these mm-hmm. days. That is that is the joke behind the Trans Am. That is behind yeah. me, by the way. It's uh, it's trans humor, a little trans humor. Nothing like a little bit of trans humor. And I a really trans appreci- amateur, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the way that you park it angled because you should never take up only one parking spot. I'm in a hurry, man. When I stop, when I stop, I got to stop now. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start now. I have some interesting stories. And I thought he, I started to record and then I was listening to some of these clips. And I was like, I need to get Ian in on this because I think, I think he's going to be entertained by some of these clips I have. But first, For sure. I want to start with Trump, who was at a rally yesterday, literally being treated like a a rock star. Okay, I'm I'm going to show you this clip of him signing basically a blonde chick's breast right in front of her husband or boyfriend. I'm not sure which one it was, but he gave the thumbs up for it. So all's good. Here it is. This is at Trump's rally in Iowa. I'll describe it for those listening. I love it. I love it. She says, I love it. So let's take that back. There's the guy screaming, Donald Trump. I love you. I love that. He's behind the bar. Yeah. Right. Look, and she's sticking her tongue out. So like I thought, so now Trump is signing her wrist. Now look at that girl. That girl is a party chick with a white wife beater on and she's sticking her tongue out. Like she is about to go swing on one of those giant swings that they had at this bar in Buckhead. The girls yeah. in bathing suits would go pass out shots and then swing to a track. This is a party chick. What, what do you think Joe Biden, if, if he were grabbing a chick's tank top? She asked him to, by the way. So it started off with this chick walking up to Trump and she, she points to her chest area and then gives him a pin and Trump leans in to sign it. You can see it right here in the beginning again. And he, he stops himself. And then he looks over and he gets permission from the guy who's with her first, who uh, he's like defeated. Like, I almost feel like he, w- he wants Trump to be signing his chest instead. But he yeah. gives him permission. Watch, there it is. He leans in. Oh, permission. Go for it, brother. What's I don't even do? know her. I don't even yeah. know who the... Yeah. He's like, you can have her, whatever. I don't even know her. My favorite part is you can see behind this blonde chick is like an 85-year-old woman and maybe her daughter or something who, if you watch 
closely throughout, I think is pissed off at the young blonde chick because she's trying to get up there and put her titties in Trump's face. You see, she's being held back right there. Look at that. <laughs> what I love, too, is that he signs the T-shirt over the titty. It's kind of like uh, the, 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 the safe sex version of this. <laughs> right. It's yeah, yeah. like it's great. He didn't actually sign the titty. He just signed the shirt over the titty. Right. right? He, he signed it over and somebody had to hold her uh, her uh white beater the, for them. Look at the excitement this It's a party. Generated. Dude, this this is like a party. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like I haven't seen any Joe Biden rallies. All the Joe Biden stuff is pretty controlled. I, they have see they have you know security here obviously but Trump is engaging with these groups and this is like a, a wild party that you want to go hang out at and here, have a few beers. Here's how I used to describe the Trump presidency: it's like we got a substitute teacher for four <laughs> years. Okay, right. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the coolest sub in school was our substitute for four years, and you can feel it when Joe Biden and all those guys get back in the room. It feels like all the school administrators are back. No more fun. Oh. Right. Look at Trump's hands at the beginning of this. This is the beginning of the video. Trump Trump has his hands up in the air, leaning forward, Dude. as though he's encouraging somebody who's doing a keg stand on the other side of the room. I love it. I love it. And and I love, too, how this contract—I don't know if you've seen, but they've been slowly leaking out flub stories about Trump. Oh, he misspoke here. He must spoke there, as if the score is now even with him and Biden. And the score is like, okay, all right, that's two to— 20,000. Right. One of them the other day, yeah. they, they said that Trump made an awkward pause for like 20 seconds, yeah. you know, to compare it to Biden. Then when you watch the video, Trump is doing what Trump is so good in front of live crowds. I did a whole video where I, I broke down like his, his speech, you know, his presentation skills and the tactics that he's using. And, yeah. and he, the crowd is getting excited and rowdy and Trump pauses and he uses silence to amp the crowd up even more. So he's waiting for them, intentionally getting them amped up more before he speaks. He's not, he's not lost trying to figure out where he is. He's right. working the crowd. Right, right. That's what I tell people. Say what you will about him, but the dude is a performer. And so that's kind of how I look at him as. He knows how to work a crowd. And, you know, we can talk about the politics and everything, but politics and performance at this point. Look at AOC. Everything they do is a show. And they they have these reports where they're trying to make all of these congressional hearings and stuff more like streaming Netflix shows. Like they brought people in to produce them in that fashion. And Trump's already better at all that than them. That's why yeah. you see the excitement here. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. Look at the last couple of seconds here. See if you can tell what Trump says after he signs her wrist here. Let me get it back up to where you were. There he is signing her wrist. She's just super excited. That old lady's about to whip her ass. So he, he taps the girl, and then he taps the guy with her, and he goes, I hope you get that tattooed. I hope you get that tattooed. So he's telling them yeah. to get my signature tattoo. Do not do that. I, I hope these two do not go find a tattoo parlor, because they seem like they're day drunk right now, and tattoo parlors are open during the day, and that could be a dangerous combination. They are not together. These two are not a couple. I, I, it's weird that Trump is acting like they are. They're not. They're, just look at the body language. She yeah. is a waitress, and he works in the kitchen. And they are buddies. 
and he doesn't realize it. Right. Oh, he likes her. I love that this old woman in the back is like staring a hole through this chick's head and her friend is like holding her back because yeah. she Trump has these chicks from what's this girl? Probably 32 or something to, to 85, both throwing it at him. And, you know, the the excitement he generates. What's impressive about him from the, just the the rally standpoint is. The energy, and he uses that. He's always used that, calling people low energy. He's an older guy, but he's out there every day. I know Joe Biden travels and does all this stuff. Like I know, but Joe Biden, show, you can see that Joe Biden is an older guy. It's pretty unbelievable the uh, amount of energy he's able to bring to mm-hmm. these events day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's see what Joe Biden was doing while Donald Trump was signing titties. Uh, Joe Biden was acting like a boob while Trump was signing them. And Biden was at the U.N. General Assembly in New York, and he was given a joint speech with the Brazilian president. And when he first walked out onto the stage, people made a big deal about this. He bumped into a flag, and nobody would have even noticed it if he didn't react like he bumped into something. So he bumps into it, almost like your, your jacket gets caught on something. And he kind of shakes it off, and then he does that little quick little uh, tap step that he does. Uh, but nobody would have noticed it if he didn't do it. So I'm not even going to play that, because I, I do feel for him in that right. It, he could just have a minor trip or, or elbow his uh, you know, arm into the wall, and people are like, there he is. He's an old MFer. We, we don't have to point out every single thing that he does. I mean, he looks like he's made <laughs> out of glass at this point. Right. So like uh, a crystal it's just, figurine. That's he what he really does. Like. So here is Biden. This is, we're going to watch this twice. It's very short. The first time through, I want you to focus on Joe Biden's, uh, his actions. And the setup is this. It's the end of the speech, and the, the person who's hosting the event or hosting this this uh, forum in the event or whatever, he he's up there and he's shaking Joe Biden's hand, giving him his moment while the audience claps for him. And the Brazilian president is facing Joe Biden, doing what you would do, and he's clapping for Joe. Good job, Joe. Right? And, and you know you would think that Joe would do do similar when the guy go you know he stops shaking Joe's hand and goes over to shake the Brazilian guy's hand. Let's see what Joe does. Let's see if he has the the etiquette. Here he is. Okay, so what what he did is, for those listening, is instead of turning his body towards the Brazilian president, who he should applaud next, you know, you know, uh, reciprocate, uh, Biden turns to the crowd as though the crowd's only there for him, and I guess he thought he was at Fort Bragg and everybody out there was wearing fatigues, but this is the UN General Assembly. Who is he salute? He salutes them. Who's he saluting? And then he then halfway into his salute, he does like a weird thumbs up and then wanders off to uh, the green room where they probably shot him up with some more amphetamines. Yeah, now let's watch. Him, they put him in dry ice and they <laughs> right. till later. Totally. Now watch it again and focus on the reaction by the Brazilian president who is noticeably irritated <laughs> by it. this. I love it. I love it. So here's what the Brazilian guy does. He, 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 
typically you would walk over and shake the other guy's hand that you did the speech with. And he starts to lean his body weight towards Biden and then recognizes that Biden is not doing the same and immediately catches himself because this is the president of a country. You don't want to be embarrassed in front of the world as the president of a country. So he stops himself real quick, kind of spins around and takes his arm down and up and to the left as though he's about to backhand his back talking. He wants to bitch slap Joe Biden. Did yeah. you notice that? It, it almost looks it almost looks like he's doing oh shucks. It right. almost yeah. looks like that move. Look at this. Look at his arm. Oh shucks. Yeah. Ah oh, darn it. He's he went into the green room and beat the hell out of whatever pillow was in there, imagining Joe Biden's face the entire time because he's got to go back to his country now. Right. Knowing that everybody saw that. And I mean, if I were in that country now, I right. felt like I wouldn't get assassinated. And I saw right. the president. And you know what he didn't get? What? The president of Brazil did not get what he came for, which is a photo of him. Oh, shaking yeah, yeah. Joe that's Biden's a great point. Hand. That's that's the he didn't get the only yeah. reason he's there, and that's why he's really absolutely, involved. and that's why I hate these people. Right, this guy. That's I mean, why this, I hate all of them. This guy Every might one of them. want to start a war with us now because he, he could be just mocked in his, in his country. People going up to him, going, "Hey, Mr. President," to slap him a high five, and when he does it, they just throw their hand back and do their hair and go too slow. Oh. Oh. Just I mean, what? Uh, like, let's turn that into a TikTok uh, uh, trend. That move, you know, the 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 one where he's like yeah, up high, down low, dance, yeah. too slow. Oh uh, people who do TikTok probably have never even seen that before. Oh, my God. So that's Joe Biden defending. I mean, he pissed that guy. That guy hates Joe Biden. I guarantee he hates, he hates him. Absolutely. I wonder how many other people are like that. I think there's probably a mix of people who like that he is how he is because he's more controllable and obviously he's comp- compromised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you say it's about Trump. Trump tends to be pretty follow the etiquette when he's meeting with those world leaders. At least he did, even though the media reports it otherwise. They say he tried to kill the fish in China by putting too much food in it, uh, which wasn't he's, true. He's way more adorable. Did you ever see the one where he's putting that Marine's hat back on? Yeah, I did see that. I love that right. one. And Biden, Biden does this weird reflexive thing where he always salutes, and then he says, and, and God bless her. It doesn't matter who he's talking to. He could be talking to a dog, and he's, sit boy, good boy, God bless her troops. God bless America. All the time. All right. So what are we going to next? We were talking the other day about how the media tricks. We went through some of the uh, out-of-context edits and uh, showed what was really said by Trump. And they always do this. They don't just do it to Trump. They do it to anybody who they, they want to smear and make it look like they said something mm-hmm. they didn't. What they do, essentially, is they turn nothing into smoking gun damning evidence of criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times I've heard them say that, and yet it's never actually the case. They have done that again yesterday with this story about. So they keep kind of cycling through how they're talking about these indictments. And they went back to the Mar a Lago classified document indictment yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's the most, that's the strongest one. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees that's the strongest one. Keep that in mind when we see the way they're bending over backwards to create smoking gun evidence here. Because Aaron, what's her name? Aaron Burnett. You know who that is on CNN? Yeah. CNN out front with Aaron Burnett. I keep wanting to say Aaron Andrews, the, the hot sportscaster, but that's not, that's not who we're talking about here. We're talking about Burnett. 
she, she, I'm going to let you, well, the story is this. There's a, a new witness, apparently, who could be the bombshell witness in that, in that case, who uh, the FBI, in, you know, they interrogated, she spoke with him, that used to be Trump's secretary up until like 2021. Her name is Holly Michaels. And the things that Holly apparently has to say could be the downfall of Trump. I'm going to let Aaron Burnett I- explain why this is it. Again, this is it for Trump. He's done. Again, I mean, it only took him every time. I mean, a long time. Here she is. Just- All right. So just this is like the craziest propaganda. It just highlights the strategies, strategies they use perfectly. A major development in the Justice Department's investigation into Trump's handling of classified documents. According to The New York Times, Trump, Trump specifically told Molly Michael, his former assistant, to play dumb if she was questioned by federal officials about the boxes of sensitive documents stashed at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, so I'm going to stop it there. Trump specifically told her to play dumb about the document stashed there, specifically told her. If I said that to you, what would you think that Trump said? Uh, hey, play dumb about these boxes. Exactly. Right? That's specific. Now, now listen to the very next sentence that she says. And we understand the words, uh, according to a person briefed in her comments, the New York Times says the specific words he used were, you don't know anything about the boxes. That's what he told his assistant. You don't know anything about him. Well, of course. Which which one is it? I, I thought he specifically told her to play dumb. This is one of those beautiful. Th- this is what's another one of those infuriating moments. As an actor, right? You know that it's all about the intention. The words Absolutely. are meaningless. Yeah, right. Okay? You're right. Yep. Look at this. It, this could simply have been like you don't know anything about the boxes, dude. That's exactly why I wanted to play this for you, because there are so many more likely interpretations of this, especially once you get the full context of the story. But you even saw I'm going to show you again the way that she said that she is incapable of saying this alleged thing that Trump said without putting on her mob boss character. She's talking like she normally does. Then she goes, Trump said, you don't know anything about the boxes. As though that's the only way this can be interpreted. You don't know anything about the boxes. You understand me, capiche? I would hate to see your head rolling around on the other side of the room, separate from your body. Let's keep it together. You don't know anything about the boxes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'd hate to see your niece and nephews and your little doggies to wind up dead, hanging up, hanging by a tree. Uh, you don't know anything about the boxes. That, I don't know anything about the boxes. Okay, I okay. get it. I okay. get it. Now come over here and play with my balls. That's how they portray Trump. <laughs> this is the I want everybody to hear that again. Just the way she acted that out uh, ever so subtly. I love it. You don't know anything <laughs> about the boxes. The back. That's what he told his assistant. You don't know anything about him. You don't know anything about, him. about him. It's just such a performance. It's such absolute bullshit, dude. Right. So what they did is they said to her, they because they, you know, they rehearsed. They do a soft rehearsal oh, on this show. Yeah. And they said, no, 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 Aaron. You Read gotta it like, like give, You got to tell people what it sounded like. Don't leave it open for their interpretation. Fill in that doubt. Yeah, they brought in Rob Reiner to like coach her, probably. Run right. some lines with her. So... All right, the next clip, let me find my place here. Uh, okay. 
they, they can't let basically they try to like intervene before people come up with their own conclusions. That's the whole model exactly. of the 100%. media. And this Molly Michaels, I should say, by the way, who is his former secretary, she didn't tell the New York Times any of this. None of this information is a firsthand source. It comes from what's how do they call it? This information comes from a person briefed on her comments. That's their source, right? And the New York Times assures us, though, that this has been confirmed. And here's what they said, assuring us that this information has been confirmed as true. You don't know anything about the boxes, Mr. Trump told Ms. Michaels. Uh, or Miss Michael, when he learned that federal officials wanted to talk to her in the case. Her account was first reported by ABC News and was confirmed by the person briefed on her comments. Okay, so that's not really the uh, strength of evidence that, that I need, but I find it interesting that CNN is reporting this as a New York Times report, and the New York Times is reporting this as an ABC News report. It's all circular to create the uh -huh. illusion of cooperating evidence. Now, where did ABC News get their evidence CNN, from CNN, <laughs> right, right? Well, you're, you're close. ABC News, according to them, they got their information from sources familiar with her statements. Okay, now I don't know if that's the same person. I don't know if person briefed on her comments is the same person who is familiar with her statements. What does that even mean? It's somebody who familiar. is familiar with oh, her statements. Oh, I'm familiar. It could, it could be her, uh, her psychologist or therapist. Could be her dog, her neighbor. It is uh, so many people who could be familiar with her statements or it, it's just illusionary evidence that they try and create because they know people aren't going to question it. And this is how most of the media reported this story. This video, by the way, the, like the title of it on YouTube is uh, smoking gun evidence in, in Mar-a-Lago case. That's what this is. Smoking gun evidence. Now, listen to what she does right here in this next clip. She. I think this one's next. Hold on one second. Okay, yeah. So in this next one, she kind of accidentally reveals the other obvious way, one of the other obvious ways to interpret this clip. These are those same boxes that you've seen pictures of so many times, right, that were openly stored in a ballroom and, of course, in a bathroom. Now, Molly Michael worked for Trump in the White House and in his post-presidential office, and she also reportedly is telling investigators that Trump would give her to-do lists, uh, sometimes just, you know, written on documents that when she looked at them, she realized were marked classified. This is also according to the New York Times report here uh, that I've got in my hand. Now, it's unclear what those classified documents were about. We don't know that at this point. We do, of course, know that Trump kept documents about the U.S. nuclear program, plans for attacks, uh, and more in those boxes. I want Okay. D did you notice how she just admitted the other explanation that's not Trump being a mob boss. It, she started the, the clip off by introducing, and there, I think they messed up by trying to uh, put too much into one thing, too many different smears into one thing, by bringing in the Trump used to write to-do list on the back of not mm -hmm. classified documents, but documents with classified markings on them. Mm -hmm. I would like to see what those to-do lists are personally. Like, could mm -hmm. you get, give me a birthday card for Baron, please? Whatever, give me some cabbage. I want to see what those are. But then she says, now it's unclear what was on those, those documents, right? And, and she kind of stopped right there because I think she might have recognized it. And then she backtracked and went, we, we just know that they came from the same boxes 
where the document that was in the news that allegedly had stuff about the Iran, maybe a, a war plan, uh, nuclear stuff on there. There were dozens of boxes. There were thousands of documents. Of those thousands of documents, there was, I think, just over 100 that had classified markings on them. I think 31 of those documents are attached to the indictment. So most of the documents in those boxes were not classified. But they know that they just came from those those general boxes. By saying that they don't know what's on those classified marking documents, that's not any different than Trump saying you don't know anything about the boxes. Unless, unless their interpretation of Trump saying you don't know anything about the boxes is Trump literally saying you don't know anything about the physical attributes of the boxes. Like if that's what their premise is, and there was actually one of their anchors that ran with that premise. It was Dana, Dana Bash or Bush or whatever her name is. She said, it's ridiculous that Trump said that his former assistant didn't know anything about the boxes because she helped move the boxes. She carried them herself. It's right. like she knew exactly how many sides the boxes had, right. what, what, what they felt like yeah. and smelled like. And she, she understood the physicality of She it's, knows what a box is. Right, yeah. And yeah. Trump says she does it. So that's the only way that what she said isn't exactly like what Trump said, which mm-hmm. means either Aaron Burnett here has also been told to play dumb or maybe Trump was literally telling her. Well, this is, also, this is also one of those areas where you know how the left likes to be semantically specific Absolutely. where they don't understand what you're saying? Totally. Well, you know, play it back at them. and Well, no, I'm saying she didn't know anything about the content of the boxes. I didn't say she knew anything about the content of the boxes. There's nothing, you know what I mean? Like there's something that's knowing about the boxes, right. knowing about what's inside the box. These are two very different statements. Uh, yeah, right. CNN. And you seem to be mixing them. Absolutely. You know, I, I would like to see them just, uh, inter- once this one blows up, interpret this as Trump told his former age she didn't know anything about female vaginas. Just, call, <laughs> just go all the way with it. Yeah, yeah. But Didn't know anything about anything. The other, a couple other interpretations, and I'm not saying any of these are absolutely true. I think they're more likely than this one, but an argument against this, which anybody who's trying to assess the news honestly or making a defense in this case is going to do— is she expressed concern to Trump after they turned in 15 or so boxes to the the FBI because Trump was apparently saying that he didn't have any more classified documents, right? And she said that she felt like, allegedly she said, she felt like that could be easily disproved. So I could see, she actually went to Trump with this concern, right? And I could see Trump saying, no, we, there's no more. You don't know anything about the boxes. There's no more documents. Like I could see it being that. I don't think sure. they found any more documents. Right. That's not a threat. Right. I could also see this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's a, I'm agreeing with you. She was called to be interviewed by the FBI. Has she ever been interviewed by the FBI? Is what I want to know. And the, the reason I asked that is because she worked with Trump, and she was obviously aware of the way people who worked with Trump were treated by the FBI. They were brought in. Michael Flynn. They, they were. Put in a situation to lie. They could take something that's irrelevant to what they're asking them about. What color is your car? Oh, it's maroon. Well, it says here in the Kelly Blue Book it's red. You just lied to the FBI. You're going to prison. So she had seen that exactly. probably firsthand. And she was probably afraid of talking to the FBI, which the first question that I wondered about this was, well, how did Trump find out that the FBI contacted her? Because they make it seem like Trump sought her out and threatened her, threatened to chop her. F and head off. 
I, I, I kind of suspected that she went to him, and I found out in the, the super, super long New York Times article buried in, like, the fifth paragraph from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it had talked about what Trump said a dozen times up until this point, but not until they got to the spot in the article that nobody ever reads did it say that she is the one that went to Trump and told him that the FBI contacted her. And then ultimately, at some point in the conversation, he said, you didn't know anything about the boxes. I could see her being nervous. I could see him uh, easing her mind, saying they just want to know what you know about the, the, the documents, the secrets that, that people aren't supposed to know. And, and you, don't know any, you don't know anything about the boxes, so you'll be fine. Exactly. It's exactly. A dozen ways to interpret this. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so Denver Attaway says, isn't Burnett married to some connected hedge fund guy? I think she is. I can't recall the guy's name, but I... Did some research on her a while ago. Oh, it's not him. You looked it up. It's not a hedge fund guy. It's uh, David Thomas Rabutala. He was born in 73, Pennsylvania, master's degree, currently managing Citibank. Oh, managing Citibank. Good for her. He's, she's got a Citibank. All of these people are so tied to other uh, – uh, it's crazy when you look it up. Like I don't know if you remember that Sarah Cooper girl. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, to go oh, yeah, too, yeah. Uh, she, she used to be at Relapse, right? She, I, I hosted a number of stand-ups, uh, open mic shows that she performed at. I, I auditioned with her a number. She was with uh, the same agent as me. And uh, then she kind of disappeared for a while, and then she blew up because she did, did those lip-syncing things about they weren't even. I remember when they, they were giving her – what did they give her a chance to host the They, they gave her net, Netflix special, all of that. It's crazy. Netflix special, she, and I was like, I wonder if it's going to be her own voice. Right. She didn't do like a ton of stand- – I mean, she would – she wasn't great at stand up. I don't think she did lately. a lot. I haven't seen her lately. She, well, she just put out some new stuff. She came back oh. recently. That's why it was on my mind. But I looked her. I looked her up, and I was like, "How did this girl go from where she was to like this level of prominence? It can't just be that she had those voice those uh, lip syncing things." Well, at the time, I don't know if they're still together. Her husband was like a Google infrastructure engineer, like a, like one of the top ranking guys who could like just manipulate all the algorithms. I was like, "Oh, that that would certainly." Help you show up at the top of the algor- algorithms for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now she brings in some other idiot. Okay. And this is this, you're going to love this one, dude. This is <laughs> this guy helps fuel the whole Trump is a mob boss persona. Let me find the right timestamp here. All right. Here we go. I go out front now straight to Trump White House attorney Ty Cobb. And Ty, uh, appreciate your taking the time to be with me. So again, the quote here, Molly Michael, former assistant to Donald Trump, tells investigators, quote, you don't know anything about the boxes. What do you hear when you hear those words? I hear Trump, you know, really for the first time in terms of the way this evidence is rolled out, you know, speaking in the terms of a mob boss, um, you know, giving a. So that's exactly what Ian said the other day is they, is they always portray him as a mob boss. They, they are literally doing that. And I think Aaron Burnett is incapable of saying that sentence mm-hmm. without that little uh, mafia style that she likes to present. Yeah, well, you got to get uh, Tommy Chong in here. That's what I, was, I was trying to figure out his name earlier. I was like, who's the weed guy from that 70s show? That's him. Yeah, he looks like Tommy Chong. <laughs> Absolutely. Direct order. Uh, to somebody that he probably should have no reason to believe, um, you know, would lie for him, uh, but expecting her to do so. Uh, it's not like, you know, Nada who would do anything for him and, you know, other people who is whose loyalty, he, you know, uh, had procured or never doubted. Uh, you know, Molly, uh, very highly regarded uh, 
person, very loyal to the president, but uh, there's a difference between loyalty and you know breaking the law, and that's not that's not a line she was going to cross. Uh, so it, it really is Trump, um, you know, directly ordering uh, obstruction, uh, and that will certainly be um, helpful to enhance the uh, yeah the credibility of others who will testify about uh, the obstruction, like Mr. Tavares. Uh, with regards to the destruction the videos. of the and videos. And let me ask you about that. I want to ask you another. So, so that's what he took away. That's what he took away from a, a printed statement from a secondhand source that said, you don't know anything about the boxes. He took away Trump giving a direct order for his secretary. Isn't that called hearsay, Brad? Break the law. Is well, that not called hearsay? That is, it, it's called hearsay. I think that's the layman's term. It, the legal term is bullshit, is what okay, the thank official you. term is. But yeah, yeah, it's called it's called hearsay or bullshit. And aren't we hearing CNN also constantly say that there's no direct evidence tying Joe Biden to Ukraine? It doesn't even matter. Like it they, even they, matter. they can compartmentalize people. Uh, I mean, there was a story today. I didn't go into it too deep, but the I, I think he was a Democrat. But the guy in the Senate who got arrested for the similar things that people are saying that Trump did money, like not Trump, uh, uh, Biden, money laundering, all kind of stuff. And I'm going, did they just give all Trump, all Biden's charges to this guy? You mean Menendez? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's crazy. We, we went from... Uh, a statement in isolation, out of context, that has multiple interpretations, which we demonstrated a moment ago, to this is the one and only effing interpretation of this. You, you, you're going to lose your family unless you don't know anything about the boxes. What? Yeah, he's like, and, you know, Molly's a very highly regarded, pause, oh, what do I say, person. <laughs> you're going places. You could, you could, you have a future. As long as you don't know anything about the boxes, bitch. It's just so absurd. And they take, so they establish that premise that they don't question ever. And then they just bring in people to just take it all the way to evidence of criminal activity, the smoking gun. And it's, it gets even, it gets even worse because she brings on another guy who literally calls it the most damning, crucial evidence in the Mar-a-Lago case. Uh, the strongest case against Trump. Here's this asshole in a pink tie well look at her pink look at and i was going to comment pink. on that what is this shade of pink that only like middle-aged women can wear that uh, she's uh, wearing? And a, well yeah I, that guy's not wearing he's wearing i guess maybe it's barbie day yeah on this, cnn because he's got the pink, he's like he's matching this guy's come over is out of out of sight all right enough criticizing the way they look. no he's a little yeah he's a little uh he's a little bit flamish i think you'll see here you get the right time time spot here there we go Prosecutor, when you look at this and this latest reporting, how significant is it? So, Aaron, in every case, there's going to be a point during trial where a trial is won and lost. I don't know if the former president will testify in Florida. If he does, that's probably Genuine. the point where the trial is won and lost. But if it isn't, it's this witness. She's the key witness. She's she has she doesn't have a prior inconsistent statement where she said something happened that didn't. So she makes a much stronger witness. And on top of that, you know, she's got just damning information. I mean, this is a, a spoken so gun. And so I think what we're going to see here is when this case goes to trial, if it goes to trial, her testimony, particularly her direct and more importantly, her cross-examination is going to be the key to whether the former president is convicted. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate your time tonight. Thank, Thank you. you. Nice pink tie. I love your pink tie. So this is damning evidence. It all. If that is the damning evidence, then I would say the prosecution is in trouble if we 
presumed that the justice system wasn't actually a system of injustice right now, and none of that matters. I would like for them to be more honest. I would like for them to say, you know what? It's bullshit. We got nothing, but it doesn't matter because we're controlling some of the judges, and we're going to try to get some Antifa jury in there or whatever because they're not trying to do an honest process. But do you think that that guy actually believes that? They, they, there's nothing. First of all, we haven't even heard from this chick. This is all secondhand information that is the damning smoking gun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he believes that stuff as a lawyer, that guy is? Do you think he actually believes what he's saying? I don't. I think he believes that Trump is going to get convicted. I don't know. It's so hard to tell at this point. Uh, I think yeah. that he believes that they're all willing to do whatever it takes to get Trump convicted because if you really believed someone is a fascist, you would lie, cheat, and do Absolutely. anything to stop yep. them, yep. right? So I think they really believe that what they're doing is righteous. Uh, yeah. Uh, pro they've prop been propagandized into thinking they have the moral high ground. Yeah. Uh, I think, he, you know, when, when you say, do I think he believes it? I think he believes it the same way, you know, a college football fan thinks their team's got the championship every year. I mean, how many years did UGA, yeah, maybe. you know what I mean? Like how many years did UGA believe that this was going to be the year and they fell short? I will say this. I've never believed Georgia Tech was going to win any more than six games. So, well, that's why it's good to be a fan of schools like that. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it that way. That they're, they're, they're so, well, the confirmation bias and they're hopeful. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. I guess this is what I'm saying, really. They're just so, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that he, he wants Trump to sign his titties is what I, I think that guy. I think you, you win him over if you put a little signature on there. I think, if I, had dog, I think if I was that guy's neighbor and I had a dog, I'd let my dog shit in his yard all the time. That's what right. I think. He'd he might invite it. He might like it if you yeah. did that from the way that guy did that. But some of these people are unwilling and they're, they're subject to confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. And – Denver Radaway says the guy speaking with a practice golf course dialectic. Yeah, he, he kind of is. You're right. He did, he did have a bit I love of a, the golf course dialect. That's great. Yeah. And some of them, like the Jake Tapper, and I'm sure her too, because she's been around for a while. They know exactly what they're doing. They are not paid to do journalism. They are paid to lie to you. They are paid to uh, lie, to double down, and to act like it's universal truth, the lies that they tell, and anyone who questions their lies uh, is a radical right winger who is a threat to democracy. That is literally their job. They're playing a character on a show. That's Absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. And right. people watching them are under the uh, uh, false belief that these are journalists. And, and that's the problem right there. They're not. Yeah, I like this. Uh, Stella says lots this, of breasts. <laughs> lots of breasts with Trump. Trump was here. Tattoos. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking about getting, I, I'm, I'm not getting, getting tattoos. Tattooed, right. I'm going to get a throat. She's right, though. I, I was thinking about that. That is going to start a trend, you know. Oh, There's going to be a lot. I want to see. It, it reminds me of, um, what was the movie? Was it Happy Gilmore where he's signing all the old ladies' boobs? I don't remember. It was, it, I think it was an Adam Sandler movie. It, and all, Yeah, all these old chicks, like 80 years old, are like, ah. He's just like, yeah. We're, that's going to happen because this, this is going to pick. People are going to say, I want my boobs signed. And we already know that lady probably followed Trump back to his, his, his ride there because she wanted to, to see it. I want to see the old chicks, man. You know what Trump should do? Trump should go to like an old folks home and do a rally. Oh I, I bet it would liven, liven a lot of those people up. I mean, he should just go to like a Ponderosa. He should go stop in at like, stop in at like local restaurants in suburbia. 
Oh, dude. Absolutely. A oh, chest also, man. Chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll... Inclusive. Please yeah, we need to us. see Trump's uh, signing the the uh, the chest of a trans female. That's what we need. Sign my scar. So what's the guy's name? The Kardashians' stepdad. Uh, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. He's signed Bruce Jenner's tits. Is what yeah. we need. <laughs> well, yeah, we, church, we, Donald. Donald. Trump doesn't drink. He says we need to see Trump doing like a shot of uh, apple juice out of Bruce Jenner's titties. That, that's what we need for America right now. The water, maybe it's the water boy. I can't remember which movie. I, I'm certain it was an Adam Sandler movie, but I, I don't know which one it was. Okay, so on to the next story. I have some good news to report here. There's been talk of a potential government shutdown. And I know you, Ian, and me, and everybody else. There's one thing that everybody has been worried about that would be impacted if a shutdown occurred. And I'm here to tell you today that the Pentagon came out yesterday and they they made sure through an exemption that they're giving. They made sure that the one thing we all care about most, uh, the continuing aid to Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine, will continue despite a shutdown. So no aid's getting shut down. Government workers, the, the, the ones that are part-time or they're hourly, they're not getting paid, but their tax dollars will still be going to pay Vladimir Zelensky. So breathe easy, America. You can't go to a, a national park, but by God, can you help fund this war with Ukraine still if the government shuts down? Mm -hmm. oh. they, and they made that announcement on Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky Day in the U.S. Did you know that it was Vladimir Zelensky Day in Washington, D.C. yesterday? Uh, I do now. Um, I do now. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I didn't celebrate it properly. Uh, I celebrate it the way that Vladimir Zelensky does, which is Zelensky comes over here and he does what he does best. He panhandles. You would right? give me he said the, the accent. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll uh, give me your money. Well, here, here's, a, here's every one of his speeches that he gives. Ladies and gentlemen, we fight for democracy. Children will die. We, we, democracy protect the children. Climate change. Throw in climate change. The climate change is safety of Putin. He just throws in those words, right? It's funny because while he was on his panhandling tour of Washington, D.C. yesterday, he, he, he visited like, he, you know, he had a meeting with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. This is a, a, like a five foot six little gay actor. Met with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. He had a closed-door meeting with the Senate. He, he went and shook hands with a bunch of Congress or uh, um, uh, rep House of Representatives uh, in the halls of Congress. And, and then he, he had a secret, or not a secret, but a closed-door meeting at the Pentagon with our highest-level military officials. This little tiny actor did. Okay? And the, the meeting that he had with the Senate, one of the guys who was there he came out and said that Zelensky, he got really emotional, right, during his, because his, he's, he's begging for money is what he's doing with all these uh, situations. And at one point, he, he like, crumpled up his prepared notes and threw them away. And then he said that he was like, we need to fight for democracy and, 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 and save all, all the people. And I'm like, he didn't have to crumple, he didn't need any notes. It's the same thing he always says. He, he intentionally, and I guarantee you, brought in a piece of paper with nothing on it and dramatically threw it into the corner to you know, con you know that, these idiots. You know what that piece of paper was? One of Trump's classified. It, was one of the, it had classified markings on the documents, yeah. yeah. It had plans to, to invade Iran uh -huh. on there. Uh 
Uh-huh. And he's going to be testifying now in the Mar-a-Lago. Okay, I'm testifying. Donald Trump is guilty. Or maybe he likes Trump. I, I don't even know. But it's just so stupid. The, the, so the cool thing about all of his meetings is that uh, – did you see the video of him? They say it was, it was a doctor video, and the claim about this it's – like it's like a short little uh, summary of his speech video. that They say that the Ukraine government and their media over there doctored to make it look like he had a bigger crowd than he actually did and circulated it in their and media. he's in the audience, right? Yeah, right. So the reason that you know it's doctored is because Zelensky's giving the speech, and then it cuts to the audience, and Zelensky's sitting in the audience – watching himself give a speech. And you don't necessarily see it right away. Okay, like It's kind of like Waldo. Once you see him, he's there, but you're not going to necessarily notice him unless you're looking for him. So I can see how somebody might miss that in an edit. And I wouldn't put it past the Ukraine uh, media to do this. They did propagate that lie about, and so did their officials, about the, the ghost of Kiev plane, which was totally made up, and the Snake Island where they said F you, and then all of the Ukraine soldiers got executed by the Russians only to find out that it, they were all alive and none of that was true. So they lie like hell. But I have, I have no idea. They have not commented on whether or not it was them that did that. But if you do look at the audiences, this is what is encouraging, I think. The edited video does show a much bigger audience than the actual live full video of Zelensky giving his speech, which shows the room basically empty. Huh. So his influence might be waning. And, and the best part about it is that the edited video audience that Zelensky's sitting in, because he's wearing the same shirt and he's sitting in the same place, that was video from Biden's speech earlier in the day. Can you imagine the ping to his ego? <sighs> he's supposed to be the headliner, right. and Biden's getting a bigger draw than him. He better watch his back, because the reason they use him is because of his ability to influence people. And uh, if he loses that, Oh, yeah. 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 He might he's have to go back to ghost, He's going to be the ghost of Kiev. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah, he's going to. They'll, they'll give him a heroic yeah. death is what they will. At least the story that they'll give. Yeah. And yeah. this private charter flight into that mountain. Yeah, Denver Attaway says, what will you do when Putin cross into Poland, eh? Into Poland. Uh, yeah, he's, he says all this like, it's just crazy, too, because they also, what, what is the quote they said in the Senate? This is the dumbest thing that, that, that I've ever heard. So you have a bunch of American senators, right? And um, the way they phrase this, they, they, they say Republicans asked them this question, and they asked him this question genuinely is what this Axios article says. And the question that they asked, let me see. I want to make sure I get the, the right language here. Okay, they asked them. They asked Vladimir Zelensky who speaks broken English and is from Ukraine, what the best way to explain in order to continue getting support to send the military aid, what's the best way to explain to their constituents why they should support this? Because, you know, Vladimir Zelensky has deep insight about the wants and needs and vocabulary of rednecks in Tennessee. Right, right, right. Right, of course. So he's he, never he been to Tennessee. Did he give an answer? He didn't. They didn't tell us. He, he oh. didn't give. He didn't tell. The, the whole thing was closed door. We don't know. I mean, his answer probably wasn't anything. What's he gonna say? Well, you die. You tell them that there's gonna be baby dying, and that Putin is gonna cross into Poland. He just says the same shit over and over again. The the, uh, the save democracy line is getting so tired because it's just a euphemism for vote for us. 
Right. It, it, it has nothing just, to they, do oh, with yeah. saving democracy. Yeah, they call it so gen, uh, glittering generalities in the propaganda literature. All these terms that have these evoke these feelings of liberty and pride and people in various nations that actually mm-hmm. are just very vague and manipulatable terms used to organize people under whatever the people who are manipulating them, what cause they want them to. You know, it's like, let's kill all the babies in Russia because they're going to grow up to be Putin's. And, and it, it, that is the moral high ground if you want to save America for democracy. And there will be at least some people that are like, we got to kill the babies. You know? I'm joining the military to kill the babies. Some people right. are going to do that. And they'll think that they're doing it for God because they've just been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. All right. Where are we at next here? Okay. So Zelensky also, along with meeting with Biden, is very awkward. I should have got clips of that, but I don't have any clips of that. He, he had another meeting on Wednesday night in New York City with some financiers and – yeah, so billionaire financiers from J.P. Morgan, Google, Blackstone, they all met with Zelensky in this secret meeting. I guess it's not so secret. How can you report on a secret meeting if you're reporting on it? It's not secret anymore. Just, I mean, the contents of it are, but the actual meeting is like you're telling us about it. So the non-secret yeah. meeting in New York, and the subject of the meeting was the rebuilding of Ukraine, right? The building back better of Ukraine, which is I, what I think make this Ukraine been, great again. Absolutely, yeah, make it great again. What what they're doing in Ukraine, and they have this ambassador guy who, who's been they've been bringing around on these shows, and they have what is her name, uh, Samantha Powers. She is the head of the U.S. aid, and she is the wife of Obama's propagandist Cass Sunstein. And we've been funding this app called. Uh, it starts with a G. It slips my mind right now, but basically, it's it's the state in an app is the way Zelensky has been presenting it as. And back in I think 2019, Ukraine they made a promise to become the first fully e digital government in the world, the pilot example, where everybody's everything is online and essentially controlled by this app and, and the government and. They're trying to test it there and export it everywhere, and they needed to knock down all the infrastructure because they needed to build it back better to expedite this process. And Samantha Powers actually said that uh, the war is terrible, but you know, uh, a silver lining is that it expedited the process of establishing this fully e-government by years. What is the excitement with all these liberal nerds that want all of our information to be available to the government. I don't understand. I had one friend say to me one time, well, Ian, I just look at like the IRS and the federal government as a big warehouse with filing cabinets that just has some information on us. And I'm like, yes, okay. that's my point. <laughs> and I'm saying we should burn the filing cabinet factory down. Yeah. It's, it's like, you, why, do you, why do you trust the government? Because they're the government. I, yeah, I don't understand. Like, uh, well, you know, I just want a very efficient government. I don't. I want a very inefficient government that has trouble keeping tabs on me and that doesn't really, you know what I mean? I want just just protect us from invaders and fix the potholes. Yeah, I, I want a, I want a government that's wearing nothing but gym shorts. All the dudes got boners, right? Because, yeah. you know, Fetter, you know, Fetterman is so, going to at some point he's got the mesh shorts on. Yeah. And ladies, if you're if you don't know this. If you're wearing gym shorts and you're a guy, you can't always control it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. it, 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 just you'll be like, where did that come from? Uh, these gym shorts felt really good to me. <laughs> they were very good-feeling gym shorts. 
And uh, Fetterman's going to walk out from behind the podium, and he's going to have a little chubby, and they're going to have to send him into the back room with Lindsey Graham to take care of it because you can't have a chubby walking around. But I, I want a government that just dresses in their... <laughs> Is that your Lindsey Graham first? No, that's, 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 that's what uh, Senator Mongo did, you know, uh, uh, Fetterman. Fetterman when oh, right. <laughs> so that's what, yeah, when they friends. asked Fetterman about the... What was it? It was the impeachment. Yeah. And and the people on the left were like, yeah, he's such a badass in in his response. And I watched that a couple of times and I'm like, I don't think he's doing what you think he's doing. I think he's not really understanding the question. I I think he was told to react that way because you can see that his aide. So Fetterman's like uh, 20 feet tall. So his aide was like up to his knee. But his aide is kind of pulling him around and controlling that whole situation. I think that they knew that the question was coming. And they told him what to do, and it was a little bit – it was just weird, wasn't did it? You, did you read how he would get around before they changed the dress code for him, how he would get around voting on things while not violating dress code? He would hang out in the hallway, and just as the vote was taking place, he would poke his head in and vote and then stand back out in the hallway. No, I didn't know yeah. that. What? Yeah, yeah. That's what he would do so he wouldn't violate the dress code rules uh, going on the floor. So he's always, this has been his hard line, is that he's wearing his gym shorts. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he just doesn't want to go with dress code. He has a problem with that. You know, I didn't look too deep into the explanation as to why they they did that. Do you know what he looked like to me when I Uh, saw a photo of him presiding over the Senate dressed like that? Well, he, you know, he looked just like one of the January 6th guys, like literally like one of the January 6th I was 6th thinking guys. about that, dude. I, I, want, I, I what, are the, what one of the Republicans should do is put on the same outfit that the, oh, the, yeah, the headdress. The oh, he's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, the one the shaman, J6. The shaman, yeah. Somebody needs dude, to dress as the he's shaman. He's the best one. He's the best one. Come on. Of all the people that, that, that were involved that day, QAnon shaman is my favorite. What's crazy is, is they like, they were nice to him. They took pictures of him and... He was just the most recognizable in the video, so they had to do something to him. But he does, he's been doing interviews. He's, mm-hmm. He seems he's like a nice guy. guy. Weird, he does. He seems nice. like an actually pretty nice guy. Let's see if I can find that Fetterman impeachment video, because that was strange. I, you do wonder where it's going to go. So once you open that door to what are people going to wear, people are going to start pushing those boundaries. In fact, I, I think that Cory Booker made made a statement with his outfit. So people are going to start making statements with their outfits, right? Like they're at the the gala in in New York at a fashion show or something like that. Maybe just put a walkway or a runway inside of Congress. Cory Booker wore uh tight pink booty shorts into Congress from what I understand. Let's see if I can find that image here. You're a big Cory Booker fan, right? I love yeah, Cory Booker. He's great. He's great. He's a lot he's very he, genuine. He's Spartacus. He is Spartacus. And so, the best part about that is like, hey, dude, like everyone but Spartacus yelled they were Spartacus, okay? Right, yeah, Spartacus he was no not idea. He's yelling dumb, it. Dumb. Is, I wonder if he's still dating what's her name? Uh, the girl from Rosario something. She was in all the Marvel shows. She's pretty good looking. Maybe it's like a front. Let me, let me show you this picture real quick. Let me get that off of here. Move that. This is Cory Booker's outfit. This was, and this is not AI. There's been a lot of AI pictures of what people might be wearing, or maybe it is AI. Actually, maybe this is bullshit. Maybe I got, maybe I got, maybe I fell for AI because AI is getting better. In fact, this could very well be AI, but it also could be Cory Booker. So here it is. 
Uh, where the fuck is it? Entire screen. There we go. So this may or may not be what Cory Booker wore to the Senate. It's probably AI now that I look at it, actually. But, well, yeah, they, it, it fooled a lot of people. It, 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 I mean, would you be surprised if Cory Booker showed up to your house at 1 a.m. like that? I wouldn't. It is AI, but I it's love definitely it. AI. My favorite part is the lace embroidery. Yeah, the there's a ton of, of shorts. Probably. That's my favorite. I love part. it, dude. These are all AI. Here's another one. Yeah. Man. So that's crazy, right? So w- what an opening to to trick people about about I'm glad Brad, I caught that. <laughs> if you if you went outside wearing something like that. See, I I couldn't wear something like that cuz everyone's going to notice me and you I like to I pretend can? you might be able to get away with that, Brad. I'll try that out. Let's see if maybe get a Cory Booker. Like, all right, look at this one, dude. That one's clearly I don't know what this outfit is. He looks I like, like the people uh, there. Uh, uh, What's his name? Not um the from Key and Peel. Uh, Key. Yeah, he does. He looks like the Key and Peel guy. Yeah. Looks like he's doing an impersonation of Key and Peel. Yeah. All right. So, um, I think Cory Booker should uh, become a dog furry. I think he should become because you can wear anything you want and and send it now, and you should dress as a dog. Oh, that'd be amazing. You know, right now there's a a meeting. I'm gonna dress like a baby if I become a senator. Right, and you got to bring your passy. Yep. There, there's a, a gathering of thousands and thousands of people who live their lives as human dogs. They wear the dog outfits we talked about the other day, and they're meeting in Germany right now, mm-hmm. demanding rights for people who identify as dogs. And do you know what we should do? We should get a group of people who identify as dog catchers. Yeah, yeah, should, animal we control. Should catch, we should right. animal control yeah. all of those yeah. people, yeah. all those we need stray to... dogs that are not licensed. Hell yeah, yeah. And they're, we, they're should, gonna... we should we should throw them in an oven and kill them. We're gonna get somebody pregnant. Yeah. We need we, to send. We, we, we can't have these wild pack pack of wild dogs running around. What, what if I told you one day, or somebody that you knew told you one day, Ian? I need to tell you something. I haven't told anybody. Uh, I, I live. I, I'm a dog. Twelve hours a day. I sleep in a crate, and I pull out my outfit, and. So I do this. This is the first thing I do. See the eyebrow? I go. Yeah, huh. you point to it, right? And then the next question was: I, I recently lost my walker. There was a conflict, and I need I need a new person to walk me every day. And I'd like for you to be my walker. What does it pay? Uh, it's uh, I can't. You know, not much. It's it's a bond that we form. Just like I'll be your dog is what I'll be. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait I'll do wait. tricks so you're for you. Be my dog. Yeah, just sit twelve a, hours a day. Twelve hours. What? Well, yeah, not all day. I can't because I got to go to work. Right. 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 Which that's the oppression right there. People who live their lives as dog have to live their lives as humans at work. That's the bullshit. Brad, I'm at a point in my life right now where I might just say f it, and I might just go. You know what, Brad? Be my dog. You can be my dog, dude. I'd be honored, dude. I'd, I'd be wagging. I'd be waggling my little tail, dude, rolling and I, over. And we do stories about how who rescued who. Hell yeah, you know? yeah. And here's the thing, dude. I can do a lot better tricks than real dogs. Like I can fucking stand up and walk around and shit. I can drive. And for those of you listening, he does do number two on a toilet. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. A, I'm not a savage. It's right? not a savage. Okay. It's just ridiculous. All right, I got a couple more things here. Then we'll go to the uh, the the XR. Actually, what we're going to do in the XR, the subscriber only portion of the show, is I might experiment with a few things. But one thing we're definitely going to do is I, I've been kind of chronicling the criminal activity the, that happens involving WalMarts because if you want to see the wildest stuff you've ever you've ever seen, then just start reading about crimes that happen inside and around WalMarts. 
Because the craziest people, it's like, it's like a magnet for criminal activity. And boy, oh boy, did I find one that, that uh, might, might trump them all. And I'm going to tell you about it, Ian, and get your reaction. Might, as, but might also talk about the guy who hulked out on the golf course, if we have enough time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is crazy, dude. But before we do that, yeah, dude, he got so mad, man. <laughs> did, did you see this? Before we do that, I want to tell you just quickly about so, some new information came out about that F-35 jet that disappeared. And uh, it landed in Ukraine. Right. It, it, now it, it's now killing a it bunch around. of people. Yeah. They, now they want more of them. Yeah. But the, the military came out and they said that a feature that was on the jets, the jet that's intended to protect the pilots, if they become inca- incapacitated, might be the reason why the jet kept flying. It kept flying for 60 miles after he, um, you know, parachuted out of it. And they said the software is designed to keep the plane stable. If it's stable, it's designed to uh, accelerate if it's accelerating or descend if it's descending until you tell it otherwise, which is like if it's descending and, or going up and waiting for an incapacitated pilot to tell it otherwise, then that's probably not a good thing. It, it felt like they were testing new technology, and they did say some of this was new technology, which is the thing that stood out to me. And then when it comes to them not being able to find it, they said that normally aircrafts like this are tracked via a radar and transponder code, but upon the pilot's ejection, the aircraft is designed to erase all of your secure communications and uh, all of that data, which uh, my first thought about that, because they didn't explain further, is that that way, if they're in enemy territory, mm-hmm. they can't be found by, the, by enemy radar seekers, which, which makes me think this thing was just a live training they do these live trainings in the public all the time mm-hmm. and the uh, what the name of the group this the specific group where this plane came from is called the marine fighter attack training squadron this was a training squadron mm. testing new jet technology probably in anticipation that they might have to use them in the near future and, and I think that that probably explains most of what happened. I don't think there's much mystery to it at all, actually. Uh, do you know how they could have found the plane and all of our military equipment like that? Uh, a person dressed as a dog with a good sniffer? Yeah, and just put an Apple AirTag. <laughs> yeah. Put an Apple AirTag You're in right. the plane You're right. and then find the plane. You see the guy who the neighbor, like, that, that's what I thought was funny about it. The, the plane, the guy ejected himself. The plane flew 60 miles and crash landed near a hilarious black man's farm. If you saw the interview, did you see that dude? No, I didn't. Let me see if I can show it to you. So it's very short, but it's this guy's like 70 years old and he's describing what he heard when the plane was crashing. It's not as funny as the guy who saved the, the girls from, uh, that were held hostage in his neighbor's bunker for like a few years ago. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I remember. And he's like, I, well, I saw these two white girls running towards a black man. I knew something was wrong. That guy, I remember okay. that. I had to get him out. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here it is. Hopefully, hopefully this works. All right. Yeah, this guy's great. He's got his farming outfit on. And it does a pretty good. He could do some improv with this, this ability right here. And I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. Oh, I said, what in the world is this? <laughs> I love it. It's not bad. You know, it's not bad. It's like, yeah, that's, that's how these jets sound. 
and, and then they found it near them. <laughs> what sucks is that they, they were offered, I wonder if they were offered like a reward for it, right? Like, what do you do if you stumble upon, this is a hundred million dollar plane. Right. Can you pawn some of this shit off or they'll probably arrest you if you take some of it, if I had to guess. Oh, I'm sure they're, yeah. Another thing that irritates me about the story is I've heard Scott Adams or seen him on Twitter multiple times say that you know that they don't know what happened with this jet at all because they keep calling it a mishap. They just keep using this word that they're just using. It means nothing. And uh, mishap is actually an official term that the military uses. There's there's levels of mishap and there's an investigation mm. process. They, like Crashes inv- that involve people dying, uh, mm-hmm. excess property damage of, of a certain dollar amount. They all classify as certain different mishaps and then they trigger a certain type of investigation process. And uh, I like Scott Adams. I think he's insightful, but I also think he's, he's this guy who's like, he's the most naive, smart guy I've ever met. I, I've watched him over the past few years where he just denies uh, the, you know, controlling powers and conspiracies to him now fully embracing it, which I'm like, cool, he embraces it, but he continues to deny some of the obvious things. Right. And that was... It's hard. It's hard for people to accept the fact that there are so many dark forces that are actually starting to reveal themselves in this world. I mean, you know, the Russell Brand thing with that whole U- UK it's crazy, dude. law. And the, uh, I mean, it's it's really, really frightening me following that story. I, I didn't really read that whole thing. Did you Did you read that, the letter? I, I did. Re- well, I read one of the letters. Apparently, they sent letters out to several social media platforms basically saying, you know, why aren't you joining YouTube in this? We invite you to join YouTube in this. And we also invite you to call us and tell us your reasons of why or why not. It was one of those, like, you know, iron fist in a velvet glove letters. And it was frightening. It's frightening that any person who screams, we got to save democracy out of one corner of their mouth, can write a letter like this, can vote for a law like that. You're it's preposterous. Good, you're such a good platform. I, I'd hate to see your CEO. They sounded uh, exact. Get, get caught raping somebody. You, you don't know anything about the boxes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That they they are the ones that sound like a mafia boss. When Absolutely. when Biden says like, <sighs> I mean, you can't take on the American government with an F with with an AR fifteen. You need you need an F fifteen. Not I'm a joke. Like, Okay, so you gonna make them legal? Because I that's fine. H- how much for an F fifteen? Right, like behind him the whole time, Hunter is smoking crack and masturbating, which is making everybody in the press uh, room uncomfortable. Well, he's saving democracy back there. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to. <laughs> absolutely. One thing I, I forgot to say about the the meeting that Zelensky had uh, the night on Wednesday is. Not only were the those financiers specifically who was there was Mike Bloomberg, was the J.P. Morgan dude, the Google guy, Blackstone. Henry Kissinger was at the meeting. Henry Kissinger's a hundred years old, and they're still rolling his ass out to shadowy cabal meetings late at night in New York City. Good for him for continuing to 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 fight to dominate the world at a hundred years old. And New York, England's Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, was at the meeting. And sources familiar with uh, the aftermath of the meeting say that he took Zelensky to a massage parlor to get finished off, which surprised Zelensky that they had to go all the way there to get 
whacked off by Robert Kraft. I don't know who these sources are, but that's what they're claiming. And apparently earlier in the day, he met with none other than America's favorite CEO, Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock, to discuss how to attract U.S. private sector money for the Ukraine rebuilding effort, which if BlackRock's current, their donation priorities right now, which they are the world's largest donor to ESG, uh, aligned companies. I mean, they're the, the whole group, the main group behind the ESG thing. And I know that term is not being used mm-hmm. as much anymore, but they're still doing it. Like they're still doing because this is a way to control society. He's talked about this a lot is you control the behavior and the culture you want through these ESG type uh, funding. And we're going to be seeing probably a lot of, you know, inclusive uh, buildings, uh, murals to transgenders in Ukraine. We're going to be seeing everything is built on a foundation of diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. I, I, I'm serious about this, which is going to be pretty hilarious, seeing as the the main part of their or their toughest fighting force are Azov Battalion neo Nazis who might have a problem with some of that. But I anticipate. Uh, oh, they'll be the first yeah. ones to be arrested after this uh, is too. all over. And, and, you know, you say Larry Fink is, uh, you know, I'm very, what's in a name? You know, Bernie Madoff made off with all that money. Donald Trump <laughs> trumps the odds. Larry Fink, he's a fink. He's a rat fink. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. It's, you got to be, he has sex the with names rats. Yeah. will tell you a lot about these people. Um, you know, what's hilarious about another, Larry Fink, like every cabal meeting that you ever hear about, Larry Fink is there uh, of the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. There was a story uh, about a month ago or so where it was discovered that Bank of America had been screwing over all like their customers for like a 12 years. Mm-hmm. They had been double charging. Pe- so the brokest customers know. that they had who accidentally pulled out too much money were not just getting charged one thirty-five dollar fee. They were getting charged two of them. And that's the type of thing that when you're in that situation can kind of send you down a hole because then you know interest gets it builds up and this came out there was a, a like a long list of things that were fined mil, i think it was like a hundred million dollars might even been more than that and this is like the second fine they've gotten in 10 years for literally screwing their poorest customers and at the same time that this scandal broke the news of the scandal broke like literally at the same time the ceo of bank of america was in the castle in Windsor, in the UK, with the King of England, Joe Biden, and none other than BlackRock's Larry Fink. It's just so crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, screw the poor customers we have. I'm in the castle, baby. Well, you know what? Those poor customers need to pay their fair share. Right. Yeah, fuck them. That's what he says. Pay their fair share. The King was like, how young are they? Can we get some adrenochrome? From these people is, is what they're useful for. All right, so we're going to go to the, the DMBXR, and I want to get your reaction to this Walmart story. If you want to get access to that, yeah. go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today. If you want to help the show in other ways, you can go to any podcast app that you listen to the show on. Leave a five-star review and a comment that warms my heart, and, and I'm telling you, it, it helps me and keeps me motivated to, to continue moving forward, fighting through trolls, which there are trolls that, that pop up from time to time. And you can also go to propagandafight.com. That's my website. You can find me on youtube.com slash Brad Binkley, rumble.com slash the prop report. Ian, tell everybody where they can find you besides this show if you want to be found. 
Uh, well, really, no other place right now. But I'm working on some things. You can always uh, follow me at Reginald Vandermeer, Reginald V Actor. It's on, yes. on X, formerly known as Twitter. Sometimes I put out funny tweets uh, from the point of view of uh, an actor who is uh, thinks very, very highly of himself. <laughs> Um, uh, mainly I'm just waiting until Brad and I get, uh, scooped up by the feds and you see us in front of Congress before we go to jail forever. Dude, you ain't kid. It's getting closer and closer to, to people that we know. And Stella, by the way, she commented here. Well, well, Binkley is a, uh, is, is a closet chihuahua. I can't believe you exposed my secret, Stella. And also, she says, Kissinger, the world is commanded by a wrinkly old prune. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.